You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl, going over more games in Europe's two big competitions this midweek. It was the second leg of the round of 32 in the Europa League. We'll talk about the games involving Chelsea and Arsenal, and it was the first leg of the round of 16 in the Champions League, the ones that didn't play last midweek. So that involves Manchester City and Liverpool. We'll also look ahead to some massive games up and coming. Of course, it's the League Cup final on Sunday with Chelsea versus Man City. We'll talk with that. And a massive matchup in the Premier League. The biggest game I always think in English football. Uh, Man United versus Liverpool again on that Sunday. So plenty to look forward to. Plenty to talk about, Robbie Earl. Mm. But let's start with the biggest games this midweek. On Tuesday, it was the turn of Liverpool against Bayern Munich. So many people looking forward to this game. Yeah. What a matchup. Two huge, mm. historic, legendary football clubs. It ended nil-nil, Rob. Yeah. But I don't know about you. I, mm. I really enjoyed this game <laughs> of football. Yeah, you know what? You just stole the words from my mouth. It was a nil-nil, Rob, but I thought it was a fascinating game. It was an interesting game. It was poised. I thought there was a healthy respect for each team, uh, two well-coached sides. I thought that Bayern were very worthy of Liverpool's front three, defended exceptionally well. They had a few people missing. I thought Liverpool, um, with, with Van Dijk missing, were respectful of, of Bayern and the power mm. and what they can do in Europe, the experience, the know-how. Um, it was fascinating through, through the, mid, the midfield with, with the sort of work mm. rate of, of Henderson and, and Cater and Wijnaldum against maybe a little bit more technical play in there from from likes of Martinez and, and Alcantara so it, I just it was a fascinating matchup Rob I thought it was a really mm. good European game and I'm kind of in a situation where I don't think it gives Bayern Munich a huge advantage that no. it's nil-nil going back to Bayern because in a certain way, Liverpool are quite well suited to that kind of situation. Yeah, I mean, it's just set up. I mean, I can't wait for it. I mean, it's just set up perfectly because Bayern, of course will have to come out now and, yeah. and they just need to win the mm. game. But in doing that, of course, Liverpool are so good on the counter-attack yeah. with those quick, wide players. Do you think um, those full-backs will get forward? Because that was one thing that did, yeah. didn't happen this week, did they? I mean, Kimmich and, and Alaba on the thing, they stayed yeah. narrow, they stayed tight. They weren't yeah. going to allow that space to Liverpool. Right. At home, will they be enticed to go forward? Do you think they'll be a little bit more cat-and-mouse-like? OK, can I take Mane and Salah back into deep areas? Well, you would think so. Josh Kimmich, the, the right back, who is a brilliant player, isn't he? Yeah. He's a, he's oh, a, he misses, a, doesn't he? He misses a, the game, doesn't he? He misses he the get, game, yeah. Yeah. So he, he, he's, that's a big miss because he mm. would have got forward. He's got, I think he's a top assist maker for Bayern yeah, this that's season. Right, yeah. And he got his yellow card. He's going to miss the game. What a good player he is, by the way. What a good defender. And, of course, normally he likes to get forward. That's the only thing with Liverpool, Rob, isn't it? Our team's starting to figure out where mm. their real strength is, yeah. and fullbacks against them now. And we've we've seen it not every week, but almost every week, where teams are not allowing those fullbacks to get forward. We'll talk about United's game on mm. Sunday a little later. Yeah, I expect the same thing there. So it's a fascinating game. I mean, mm. it, it, you know, 
Fabinho did well, Rob. Just back to Liverpool yeah. in the lineup. Yeah. You know, he started off a little Sent bit shaky. I thought mm. Matip and Fabinho and Alisson started off shaky. The first, mm. the first note I made. Yeah, wow. Alisson passing a few balls out was a little bit taking a few risks. I thought early on in the game, yeah. it's like whoa. Yeah. To be fair to Fabinho, I thought he he, he went into a game. He played into mm. a game. He, he he made some good challenges later on. Um, I, I thought he came into one. I thought the midfield deserves a little mention. Yeah. Jordan Henderson is the best I've seen him play for a long outstanding. time. Outstanding, by yeah, the way. Outstanding. Just like reading play, mm. uh, inter- intercepting, simple passing, good forward passing. And Naby Keita, Rob, a player that yeah. I was excited to see in the Premier League. Everybody was excited to see him. Yeah. And, he, and he struggled a little bit to start with, with the differences, the pace and the physicality and the expectation. Mm. I thought he had one of his best games as well from yeah. midfield. And it's, you know, Milner sat on the bench. He came into the game, but Milner on the bench. Mm. You know, is he starting to gain the trust of the manager now, Rob? This is a, as big a game as they get in the Champions yeah. League at this point against Bayern Munich. Naby Keita was trusted in midfield. And I just thought it was good for him. With that midfield, you got him kind of dribbling. You've got yeah. Wijnaldum that can do a little bit of that as well. It just mm. the Liverpool midfield in the past, I've criticised a little bit of being a bit similar. The players, yeah, in, the in creativity's there. kind of was yeah. a little bit in there, like, a little bit on big nights. Yeah. What do you think of Cater? Um, I like not him. Convinced? I, I, you don't sound like convinced. Just I, yet. I'm, I'm not, not totally convinced, but he's better. Wasn't yeah, it? I'm not totally convinced, but it's better. And we've seen this league, Rob, that it takes some time, players at a time. I think because, you know, he, he was bought, then he, he didn't come for six months. And then, you know, mm. we were almost waiting and it didn't quite happen for him when it started. And listen, we all make these instant opinions and snap verdicts. I see two games. Oh, was he, was he worth the wait? I think he's going to turn into a very good Liverpool player. But I still think there's more to come. I think it comes with confidence. I think it comes with understanding. I think it comes with playing at a football club. It has its own unique kind of challenges as well playing at a certain level but you're right I think I'm not sure if he's I'm not sure in in, in every big game he's ahead of Milner but he's certainly now mm. more of the the conversation part of, of the the equation that, that Jurgen Klopp has to work work mm. through and when you think of people like Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain Rob who, are, who mm. I think can be similar can come in and bring that energy maybe mm. we're starting to see a little evolvement here then a uh, couple of couple of First question I want to ask you, Fabinho, Fabinho, is he better as a midfield player or as a centre-back? Could he become the, a real top partner for, for Virgil van Dijk? Good question. Um, right now, I'd say no. Right now, I'd say... What, maturity, defend- experience? Um, What's he lacking? I do, he's lacking experience as a centre-back, isn't he? I know he's mm. played right-back yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right now, in their season, the situations they're in, in, in these competitions, I don't think you start making that change. I think he's he's, he's played there out of necessity. Yeah. I mean, I know what he's saying. His mm. height is he's, he's, he's yeah. lovely on the ball. He's got an eye is for he, interceptions. Would he be the right foil? Mm. Longer term, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But it, it does go into something I was going to ask you. And, and like okay. for the next game, the Bayern Munich away. Yeah. I know we just talked about Naby Keita, but is there a... Because Van Dijk will be back, which is huge yeah. for them. Huge yeah. for them. Does mm. that push Fabinho as a holding midfield player and you have Henderson and Wijnaldum that, that gives you a little bit more defensive kind of mm. reliability, you know, with Henderson instead of Keita and Fabinho coming in? That, that with Wijnaldum as, as well, Possibly. of course, that could be the three yeah. that I think yeah. he will go Possibly. with. Because one of them can go out if, if things start to happen out wide and Salah maybe doesn't track his runner. One of them, you know, yeah. when Alden will go out there that side yeah. or, Henderson. or Henderson could. He's got good energy. He's honest. He sees danger. So, mm. yeah, wouldn't be surprised, as you say, with that defensively. 
So let's just flick this forward, Rob, because mm. probably one of the, 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 for me, the most disappointing parts of Liverpool's game was, was the front three. And not that they played particularly badly, mm. but it just didn't happen for them again. You know, the one-twos, the, the, the final pass, the clever yeah. balls, just yeah. never quite knitted together. And that's yeah. the bit that takes Liverpool from a nil-nil to a two-nil yeah. when those guys, you know, really hit form. No, I agree. I agree. And, and I think... Some of the football was good, Rob. The second yeah. half of the first half, some of the football, mm. the movements, the runs in behind were really good. It was just the final piece. Yeah, the final piece that was up. missing, the decision, the accuracy on the final ball, the shot. I mean, the chance of the game was Sadio Mane when he yeah. went through yeah. and, he, and he, yeah. he rushed his twisty pulled turn yeah. and pulled, the, pulled it. Yeah, that pulled was the shot, best yeah. chance of the mm. game. I mean, Bayern, of course, had that one where it, it kind of ricocheted off of... Yeah, Alisson. it was Matip, wasn't it? And, was and it Matip? Yeah, come off yeah. Matip and Allison. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the chest. Save, yeah. But in terms of Man- uh, Liverpool, um, Liverpool going forward, hmm. it just didn't quite happen. You know, Salah kept coming inside, inside, yeah. inside. Um, I read something. Um, it was quite funny. I thought, like the Bayern defenders, they're kind of used to Iron Robin in training, coming from <laughs> the right, looking to yeah. shoot on his left side. Yeah. They're kind of used to that. Yeah. And maybe there's a piece of that. And most well, Iron, Rob- the same Iron thing. Robin was wearing a curly wig in training this week, <laughs> coming yeah. inside on his left foot. So they, yeah, yeah maybe that's shout, a point. Maybe so, that's yeah. a good shout. Yeah, yeah. but I, I thought there wasn't much wrong with the what they were no. trying to do, Rob. No. It's just no. the final bit, the mm. final pass, the final shot wasn't where it needs to be. You know, in this competition against that level of defence. And again, we've already said it. The, the Kimmich and David Alaba left yeah. back they played really tight mm. Javi Martinez was one of their best players on the day he finished yeah. absolutely exhausted wasn't he at the end but he's a, he's a yeah. good holding midfield player um, which he has to be when you play alongside Thiago and Amos <laughs> Rodriguez in terms of defensive yeah. bits so yeah. they, they I just thought it was tight it was good and my overriding kind of thought of it is Liverpool mm. are better I think Liverpool yeah. are better Better really than Bayern Munich. I think they're a better team. Yeah, uh, and you know they've got to do a bit it more really energy. The I think, way. isn't they? It, it, they're best. There's a bit more energy and intensity. But I mean, Bayern, a Bayern powerhouse. You know, have got plenty of experience. What's your gut tell you about the second leg? What's your gut say about well, an experienced team that going home that have done the jo- half a job for them coming away, keeping it mm, clean? Mm. Can they? Dominate they enough possession. Can they? I can think they, they can. Fa- I mean, Lewandowski wasn't a real danger in this one. We yeah. know he'll be better with, with more balls coming across the box, clever runs, good finishing. Yeah, I, 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 my gut feeling is, is, is watching those two teams play again. I think Liverpool are a little bit better, Rob. Mm. And I know it's a, a one-off now. I know it's at home at Bayern yeah. Munich, and the fans are going to be like fever pitch. Coman, Gnabry. Salamane, I still think Liverpool got the better outside yeah, players. Yeah. Firmino Lewandowski, Lewandowski's more of a scorer. I get that. Mm. I just think right now, if Liverpool can, and that's the big, big question, is if they can get to some real form at the front end, yeah, yeah. I think they're going to get chances, Rob. I think they score. Mm. And if they get that away goal, you know, Van Dijk back in the side, you know, with that midfielder Fabinho maybe and Henderson and Wijnaldum and you've got others to come in there as well. I, I just think they're going to just have enough to get the job done because of those front players and they will, they surely will yeah. get more opportunities. I'm not sure who's mm. back for Bayern in terms of the centre-back. Sule played yeah, was a bit of a nightmare next yeah. to Hummels who played well, to be fair. We've already yeah, said that Kimmich's well. out at right back, which is a big blow, big mm. blow for him. That, for me, just gives Liverpool the edge and making it through. Um, what what are you, what's your gut telling yeah, you? Yeah, I just think I just think it, it's going to be down to the completions, the 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 accuracy in those counter attacks when they get those chances because that's what will happen. There'll be times when Bayern will pl- play 
people forward. It's the only way that they can get numerical advantage in midfield and overlaps down the wide areas, which they're known for. At some point, they're going to have to play that. If Liverpool can be destructive when, when they go forward, if they can knit those passes together, those combinations that just weren't mm. quite happening at, yeah. at Anfield, that's the difference. That's when they score a goal. And, and if they go one up Liverpool, it even plays into their hands even more because then um, Bayern Munich have to start coming out to try and get a goal themselves. And that's when Liverpool are at the best. So certainly still in mm. it. For some people, I'm not sure. that I think most people might say that Bayern would be favourites now because of nil-nil. But I don't think Jurgen Klopp and his team go there and fear so. what, what's happened at the halfway stage of, mm. of what could be a classic game. Mm. Should we move on to Wednesday's game in the Champions yeah. League, Rob? Yeah, um, that was a good game. <laughs> of, gosh. Yeah, so Schalke 2, Man City mm. 3. Um, wow. So yeah. much to talk about. I mean, about. funny scoreline straight away, isn't it? 2-3. Yeah, it is a funny scoreline. There's yeah. so much that went on this game. We'll get into, you know, the refereeing stuff and the VAR mm. stuff. Just just on the you know, the setup from City, Rob, again. Yeah, the, f- the, the Firmino. F- Fernandinho stuff. Fernandinho, Fernandinho sorry, stuff yeah, where he's yeah, in a back yeah. four and he moves forward. You know, in the first <laughs> 10, 15 minutes, it kind of worked quite nice. I remember tweeting out, oh, it's interesting yeah, they're doing this again yeah, with yeah. Fernandinho and that, and that lovely tactical mm. kind of flexibility. But then it all get it all got a bit mental, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, And um, wow, I'll, I'll is, let is you that when sometimes is that when sometimes and we do lord uh, Pep up and, and you know we people who love to see the tactics, love to see the thing. Is there a time sometimes when maybe just having a base, a, a, a solid structure base that you know when things are just going wrong is something that they might just miss a little bit? Man, say, oh, I'm being a bit harsh. No, um. Do you know just what, like, what I, I think we played fair. in a four four two when I played, and sometimes yeah. when things weren't going right, we went right wingers tuck in, mid, you know, front guys sitting there. We're, we're going to be solid for, for ten minutes. Everybody knows the position. Everybody knows the, the distances and, and angles, and we just mm. can almost kill the game for ten minutes and start again. I sometimes feel that City don't have that no. capability because they, they do it in such a different way. Yeah, I, I don't think he. I think the only thing that happened a little bit like that, Rob, is, is when it got a bit crazy. And mm. Of course, it was a big atmosphere in that stadium. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a proper... I mean, it's 50, nearly 55,000 people there, Gales yeah. and So that Pep knew it was a difficult atmosphere. I think, to be fair, that Fernandinho stayed in the back four for, for more than Most. you'd expect. Yeah, yeah. Because it, when it got a little bit, you know, tricky. I mean, they scored the first goal in Sergio Aguero. Kind of a, a bad mistake from Schalke. Yeah. David yeah. Silva does the right thing. They knock it in. And then, you know, with all the system working well, it's like, okay, this is this is good stuff mm. from City in control. And then things changed on the penalty awarded yeah. for Schalke. Um, and then it got a bit crazy if, as, yeah. as, as Benteleb scored two Benteleb, goals yeah. in like, what, like seven or eight minutes um, from the penalty spot. Mm. Um, just on the first one there, Rob, should we, should we hit the, um, the VAR turnaround for the Otamendi handball? Yeah. Uh, lots of reaction, different reaction mm. from, yeah. from, you know, and, and something like this that's really kind of, I thought, tricky to call. I do c- kind of get the temperature out there of what's going on. And pretty split, pretty split. I think in the UK, most of the pundits and, and thought it wasn't a handball yeah, that shouldn't have been given. There was yeah. a referee in the UK that said it was. Yeah. Some of them here said it, say it was. I mean, just a big mm. reaction. Um, for me... I still don't think it's a handball. I still don't because um, the ball hits the arm. He's trying to get yeah. his arm out of the way. Uh, I think yeah. there's a, a, there was not enough gap. I think somebody mm. reported like it's 0.5 seconds before it hit his arm. Um, others think that there's enough gap there to get his arm out of the way. It wasn't mm. for me in an unexpected position. It's down no. by his side. It's not right by his body, but he's not no. making himself bigger. And he's trying to pull his arm away. 
Um, now, I guess for VAR, it's got to be, I know there was technical issues, so anybody out there that doesn't know, the the sideline screen that the referee would have gone mm-hmm. over wasn't working. So it's kind of a, a bit of a panic situation of the of the control room VAR yeah, speaking with the referee. Yeah. But of course, we know that this it has to be a clear and obvious, obvious error, error for those yeah. guys to say to the referee, mm-hmm. hang on a minute, you might want to look at this because we think this is an error. So yeah. do you, let's start, do you think that with the error, obvious <laughs> error? Well, should they have said to him, like, this is an obvious I error? Don't, but 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 what I would say is, and I think we, we picked up a similar thing. I think it was Peter Walton in, in the UK was suggesting he thought it was a penalty. So, in some respects, if referees are saying it's a penalty, then I suppose you have to say it could be deemed as a clear and obvious error. For me, it, it didn't fall into that category. I didn't think. I thought there was, as you say, the position of the arm. It's not unexpected. It's not that far away from one. He's not particularly making himself bigger. In slow motion, it almost looks you, you see the arm and it coming back. Slowly. Well, well, that slow almost accentuates the, the, yeah, the arm really position and, and the movement. So I have to say my gut feeling was no, straight away. The speed it was hit, the position of his mm. arm, the way it comes. I just think that you can sometimes tell when a player is trying to get his arm in the way uh, and, mm. and, and, and sort of kid the referee. He didn't feel like one of them to me or seem like one of them. But if referees are saying that it, it, they see it as a penalty, then I suppose that's, that's part of, uh, of the argument that it, it, mm. it, for them it's a clear and obvious error. Mm. Yeah, and I think there's obviously grey area here with it. Mm. Um, interesting, Rob, because we get we get like a news um, email come through every day on, on yeah. football news, and this one from from our from NBC and stuff and our research team, and the Times. Did you read this, Rob? The Times are reporting that the, that the football now. lawmakers will bring in. I'm kind of reading here a new wording on handball next week in a move to end confusion over deliberate in inverted commas, contact mm-hmm. of the hand with the ball. Now, of course, it's, you know, which is great, by the way. This is great. Yeah. Please, please give everybody a little <laughs> bit yeah, of help with chance, this, this, yeah. this, this rule that I find the hardest one. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a little bit of text here, Rob, that I, I, I like, wow, really? Okay, so here we go. Quote here. We will be identifying those areas where non-deliberate contact will be penalized and when it won't. Wow. So non-deliberate, non-deliberate contact. contact. Yeah. Now, of course, we know in the FIFA laws that mm. handball t- is a, a, to be an offence, to be a foul, yeah. has to be deliberate. To be so basically, they're yeah. saying here, yeah. there will be occasions Times when, when there's non-deliberate, non-deliberate. handball wow. will be penalised. Wow. That, that, wow. Can of worms, by So, the I mean, way. That, that's, that's... So that opens that's it up changing even the, worse. I mean, that's yeah. changing the law. I mean, yeah. Now, if if we look back at the Ottomandi thing... So they're saying, yeah, so the Ottomandi would, would be a classic in case that they would say that penalty... They would say that, and it goes on to say that would here, come under non, even if it was non-deliberate, they could still say that was a penalty. Yeah, I mean, uh, Rossetti, one of the officials, said uh, um, they penalise handballs if defenders use their arms to make their bodies bigger mm. to block crosses or shots. Adding, when the arm is totally out of the body or above the shoulder, it yeah. should be penalised. Also says in here, like you know, that there's still. Of course, will be reference to deliberate handball. There has never yeah. been any discussion about getting rid of that, and mm. any deliberate handball will be penalised in any situation. So it's still the same thing with deliberate handball. But what he's saying is it's that there will be situations. That, yeah. that it's not in the laws of the game, by the way, that, mm. a, that a non-deliberate contact will be. Is it, isn't that the one where you see sort of defenders, and I think some half know what they're doing, but they kind of turn their head, put their arm out, and then he catches and goes, "Well, it wasn't. Deli- I obviously couldn't be deliberate. I didn't even see where the ball was. Is it that kind of one, or you know, the one that's sliding when?" A fullback's trying to block a cross and then his arms are out and he catches it and they say it's nothing deliberate. 
do, it seems to be like it, it's looking to address those kind of kind of calls. And also the one where where it strikes a hand and it goes in, that might be what it's talking about, the non-deliberate one, because there are accidental handballs that ends up in a goal, and in the Premier League, all the, the owners and the referees got together Come and said together, that, this, they, yeah. that we, we got it from, we got it from uh, the PGMO, Rob, yeah. when they said it doesn't sit well with everybody. Yeah. So, they, so they basically said Stop amongst that, themselves, yeah. it's not in the laws, by the created way, that, their own, their that, own. Yeah, <laughs> that the goal can't be scored with a hand, even if it's accidental. So that mm. could be referencing that, that there will be something in the laws to say, yeah. actually, Possibly. non-deliberate handball when it goes in, or maybe blocking a shot on target with a cross um, is going to be penalised, even though they accept it's not deliberate. I mean, I don't. I, you know, I, what? Just, I, don't I care. just wish the, I, these I, things I would come in and help referees rather yeah, than us giving and them everybody. more issues. Yeah, giving them giving us more grey area, more areas of, of debate, and could it mm. be? And can we? It'd be nicer to get things clearer rather than murkier in, in, yeah. in this situation. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. It says next week. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. Um, but that that would be like, please give it us all because you've <laughs> got different ways of different countries in, in the world that, that use VAR using their methods. You've got mm. different interpretations from those guys working the machines and the Champions League from different countries, different interpretations. Handball is the, the biggest one for me that, that is called differently in different leagues yeah. around the world. So any kind of effort from UEFA to say, OK, here, here's a new set of um, interpretations, if you like, what the ref is going to go mm. for, please give us it yeah. all. And then we know what would we, we you know we can be much more confident um, instead of having a situation where wow that looks like it's 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 not deliberate um, and it was given. So apologies to Robbie's rant over Hamels oh, VAR. Well, let's let's get difficult. back to, to Champions yeah. League and, and, and Manchester City. So so you talked about Rob. Yeah, they, they've conceded a penalty. They, they conceded the, the the second penalty to Bentaleb. Yeah. So all of a sudden they're in they're and in there's a no difficult. There. There's no yeah, absolutely no. This mm. the second one. He puts it away. All of a sudden, from from one nil up, City yeah. uh, a, a two one down, yeah. um, and it's a whole different game. Then it's a whole different situation. It's a whole different. It was it was interesting, Rob, because um, and I know we're going. We'll hear from from Pep in, in in a short while, just in terms of what he thought in the game. But mm. there are moments in Europe when things happen that make me feel like. That's why Man City won't win the Champions League. There's just moments in games mm. when I just feel mm. they lose a little bit of composure. Contru- yeah, composure is probably the right word. So Otamendi, um, 68th minute foul. Lord, yeah. I Second mean, yellow card off. Yeah. Now you know now his team are down to ten men again. We Correct. will hear from Pep, but but mm. you know it's things like that, and that's what he's yeah. referencing. Um, yeah. In a minute, I I just thought Rob they reacted badly to some they, situations. They, they did like so, yeah. So like, and and they made their own problems in, in ways. But let me jump yeah. back on a positive. <laughs> Even at ten men, they kind of went to a four-two-three yeah. instead of a four-three-three. Yeah. Three. So they yeah. still had three players Tuckers, playing pretty yeah. high. Still um, possess the ball more still than still possess the ball. <laughs> no panic in in the, in the football. Yeah. Kept playing their stuff. Kept being on the front foot. Now Schalke maybe could be criticised for not doing enough to to stop that yeah. and to use the extra man. Mm. I just thought it was it was kind of good from City that they didn't it, it do anything too extreme and they and they deserved to get back in the game with some some beautiful goals. Do you know what 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 what, what my summing up was in and, and you make the same point is that I could I could throw 20 minutes of that game down in 
one argument would be why City won't win the Champions yeah. League, yeah. and the other argument would be why they will win the Champions yeah. League. It, yeah. it, it's right there in what they can do down to 10 men. Rob, they've got ability to score goals from individuals, from team play, from, from direct play. Um, as many attacking options as anybody else has got in Europe. Mm. And I'm including the very best of teams, you know, in mm. Barcelona, in Real Madrid, and Juventus. Mm. Um, you know, the Sane goal is a piece of something special. What did you think? Let me just let me just interrupt you there, mate. What, what yeah. did you think to the sub? That was a big call. Massive call. Off Sergio Aguero, Aguero for and Sane, Sane yeah. and leaving on yeah. Sterling. Now Massive it all worked call. out. Big Massive call. call. And. Sane against his former team and you know yeah. the concentration the, the brilliant free kick I mean just like goalkeeper can't even move on it slaps mm. it down the side bangs it off the off the side netting and in and then you know you, you ask about great managers and, and the substitutions I mean Sterling's on the ball from Edison's like yeah. something you've never seen mm. the touch from Sterling is like it, that looked like Sergio Aguero touch and finish the finish mm. is, is, is a mature finish. Sterling that we've not mm. in the past that hits a goalkeeper and, and rebounds to safety or you know doesn't hit the target he doesn't get a good contact on it but just you know how this guy is, is improving and getting better under, under a quality mm. manager yeah, I mean, it's a really good comeback, a really good victory, um, and kind of ballsy to from behind yeah. with all that going on that stadium mm. with a man sent off to to focus and win the game. Let's let's listen to Pep now, Robert, in terms of what he said afterwards and their chances, I guess, of going on to win the Champions League. The result is incredible, good, three goals away, so good. But we gave the first goal, we gave the second one, and we gave the red car. So in that level, we have chances. Still, we are not ready to fight for the Champions League. So when you happen in, uh, I don't know, in other stages, it's over. I think that message is as much for his dressing room as it is mm. for us. Mm. I think I think that's a little sort of shot across the bowels just that, you know what, this this thing will be easy. And if we take it for granted, if we don't concentrate fully, if, we, if we're sloppy, if we... Yeah, make silly fouls and put ourselves under pressure against better opposition, that isn't going to be the case that you're going to come back and, and you know, one bad night in the Champions League and knockout stages and, and you can be done. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get that. And, he, and he's, he's got a great point there, but let's not kid ourselves. They have got a good chance to win the competition. Yeah, of course. They are really, he knows really they've good got team. a good chance. That's why yeah. he's saying stuff like that. Yeah, he's trying to take the pressure off. Impossible Correct. to win the quadruple. You know, we're not ready to win the Champions League. Yeah. We're not mature enough yet. And he, you know what? He might be speaking mm. from the heart and he might be yeah. right and, yeah. and something might happen mm. whether Otamendi is going to play for the rest of the games in this competition I don't know Fernandinho again gave away a penalty I think he did against yeah. Newcastle didn't he as well so that whole thing of him coming from the back into midfield mm. you know Vincent Company's on the bench uh, well, people yeah. know it now as well don't they the first few times we see it but people actually know it and is, is there a way of, of, of maybe getting a little bit of press on him and winning some ball from him and, and how he reacts we know he likes to sort of tactically foul anyway mm. um, so you're right there's, there's still so, some issues but I still think there's plenty plenty of managers in Europe who'd like to have what Pep's got in, in this stage of the comp- competition just you, you mentioned it Rob we're, we're, we're getting to that stage and, and we're starting to get to kind of knee jerks and what Man City in four competitions mm. how many can they win how many should they win I think they can. I think they're going to win the League Cup on Sunday. Yeah, one. I still believe that they'll win the Premier League. Though that's going to be really mm. difficult. That's going to be really tight for me. I think Liverpool are going to 
uh, that's going to be really tough. But they can absolutely win that, and I and I predict them to win it. So there's two. Two. Mm-hmm. Um, treble. FA Cup. They've got to look for a treble, Rob. They've got to beat. They've got to try yeah. and do what they haven't done before. And the Champions mm. League is 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 the one that they all want. It's the reason why he's there. Really, um, they can absolutely win the Champions League. Four. I'm like. I mean, really. I, you can't. You can't imagine it. You can't imagine it. And I don't know if there's going to be any priority. You know, when we're into the the quarterfinals and semifinals, it's kind of in around April time, isn't it? With the the, the Premier yeah. League games mm-hmm. are coming thick and fast. They've got to go again from Champions League into Premier League. You know, are Liverpool going to still still be in yeah. the competition? But but almost impossible to win the four, Rob, isn't it? Almost impossible. Um, but if they could take they the said that about cup. Manchester United 10 years ago and they won, they won the three well, so I know, just, like, I know. just like Pep and City wouldn't it he, he would have loved I, I think he would take right now the League Cup and the Champions League I think he would take that right now for the, for the, for the season because the Champions League is the big one they want to win the League Cup. Yeah. They've got Chelsea yeah. who are struggling yeah, a, cup a little bit. A, a cup in the Champions a League. Cup, yeah, but the Champions League. League. Yeah. That's what would mm. elevate this football club in, into a new kind of level, a new dimension to win that competition. Um, but they're in the four. They've got mm. a big squad. You know, we'll see, mate. What, what do you think? Is it? I mean, what do you think? How are they going to win? I think they win two. And I think it's two domestic cups. I think they, they, they'll, they'll do. And... I think they might win the Champions League. I think they've got a chance in the Champions League. I think they have. I mean, you look at some of the... I mean, it's just yeah, like... The, the, other, the other side, you look at Bayern Munich. I just... Atletico Madrid. Madrid. You know, in terms you of good matchups for City, the, the bad matchups are those hard-working, yeah, dogged, yeah, durable, teams defensive, and, yeah, yeah. hard-working. Mm. They're the ones that can trip up City. Yeah. And, and, and Atletico Madrid, with that performance and result... Mm. Uh, against Juve that, that puts them in prime position. I mean, th- that th- that's that's a good strong team. That, yeah. that also what's what's Simeone's record like, Pep? Probably not that great, but I mean, he, he, he's ballsy and he doesn't mind having a go. He's got he's tactically really smart. Gets yeah. his teams well set up. Yeah, and the team are, are built around what he likes, and it's hard yeah. work and organisation. Like a tremendous shape. Two banks of four, super tight. Mm. Um, two talented players in Griezmann and Diego Costa. Yeah. Um, and Maratta now as well. Maratis, who, yeah. yeah, his goal was ruled out with VAR. Um, a little mm. shove in the yeah, back. They headed he, in he headed it, yeah, they headed it in. Mm. So I, I think they're they're a threat. I mean, Juve obviously is shaken up right now. Real Madrid, yeah. Barcelona. I mean, it's. I don't think anybody's really looking outstanding right now. When you see no. City in the first, you know, I know it's only the shocker, I guess, but some of the football early on, it just looked good. They look good, and yeah. De Bruyne is getting healthier yeah. and fitter. Um, the options of Leroy Sané off the bench. I mean, it's. I, th- I fancy him. I, 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 I really do. I just think yeah. a, a dogged team might be the ones over two legs to just grind them out and see them out of the, 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 of the tournament. Yeah, uh, interesting week uh, mm-hmm. in Champions League, both for Man City, 3-2 winners and Liverpool, 0-0. We're just going to take a break from our European action and a quick message from our, our recent uh, spo- sponsors. And if you need to buy auto parts but you can't get to the store, just head to O'ReillyAuto.com. You can buy your parts online and pick them up in any one of the 4,500 O'Reilly Auto Parts stores nationwide. No shipping costs, easy returns and convenient pickup on your schedule. Shop your way for your parts you need at O'ReillyAuto.com. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Moving on to European football again, Robbie Musser. We'll, we'll talk Europa. a little bit of Europa. Europa. It yeah. kind of went as we pretty much expected. Both mm. the uh, 
Premier League teams through, which they should have been against Bati Borisov and, and Malmo. Arsenal 3-0 winners. Um, interesting in this one, Robbie Musto, we saw the dust sheets off, the cobwebs <laughs> blown, there was dust all around the Emirates. Meza Ozil was back mm. in the starting lineup. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think he, he was the, the centre of, of, of attention, played in a midfield sort of three ahead of a two with, with Mkhitaryan and, and Iwobi underneath uh, Aubameyang. And he seemed to look to me like a little bit of the Meza Ozil, all dominating game. Now, is that more to do with the opposition or has the penny dropped? It's more to do with the opposition, but, but it, it, it's such a shame because it shouldn't be. I mean, he, he's such a silky footballer. I mean, he, he really is. Incredible talent. And he's one of them players, Rob, that, you know, if you're, if you're sat on your settee or if you're in, mm. in the TV's a little bit further away and you watch a player on the ball, even though it's a long way, you know it's him because he's so... He looks so good on the ball. He's so thrilled with that left foot and the way he manoeuvres it. So silky on the ball. So I love watching him play. I, I think he's a brilliant player. Um, but he, they should be, he should be doing this more often. Interesting is just in quote from Unai Emery, Rob, before this game. Mm. Basically saying with Mesut Ozil, his future, and, and this is what he said, is in his hands. It's in his hands. He needs yeah. to be consistent in his training um, and to be available free from injuries and illness. Now, Take that as you will. For me, cool. I take that as he should be on the training ground more. He should be yep. putting more into it. Because, and, yeah. you know, now, you can take it the other way and say, well, he needs to be a bit more lucky and not have injuries and not be ill. Mm. I, I, not when sure I watched the press conference, I don't think it was. I think it was like, mm. come on, mate, get out there and train. If you train all the time and you train through a cold or whatever you, you, your thing, you, you're going to look better, yeah. you're going to be ready to play. And you're going to play. He hasn't played. And we sort of think, mm. well, what, why? Maybe, you know, and of course, we get our injury reports before we go into every weekend on our broadcast. And it's like illness or it's, you know, mm. back injury or something. And, and, and this was like a clear statement to say, listen, it's up to you. If you train and you're ready for games, you're going to play. Mm. We need you to be more consistent in your training. I thought it was a pretty big statement. I mean, I, you're right. I thought he had a double barrel name Meza Ozil illness it, it, every time it, it yeah. comes out but it's interesting because you, as you were talking and, and Unai Emery is, is I think trying to stoke a reaction out of Meza Ozil and, and kind of not embarrassing him into a situation but like putting it out there come on you're such a good player be a good professional you know show you want to play for this football club do what's required and get on the pitch and, and, and do what you do because that's when he's at his best it mirrors very much, Rob, the sentiments with Alexis Sanchez at, at Manchester United. You know, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer came out and said not too dissimilar words in terms of mm. it's down to him, there's a good player in there, he's got to start mm. finding himself and, and mm. maybe slightly different circumstances. But again, another very talented player who just doesn't seem to be able to get it together on the pitch. Now, <laughs> there might be an argument that Alexis is trying a little bit harder and, and it's just not happening for him. Yeah. But um, similar situation with, with two, you know, Arsenal players in, 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 in the same boat who would be are so, could bring so much more to each club if they're playing anywhere near their best. Do you think sometimes managers get asked about these certain players so many times that, that after a while they probably privately speak to Alexis and of course uh, Mesut Ozil, the manager will. Yeah. But after mm. a while, do you think it's like, particularly for Emery, he's like, you know what? 
enough now of me trying yeah. to do this. I, yeah. I'm going to throw it out there a little bit mm. and have it a little bit more yeah. public that, that he doesn't train enough as, as what he, sh- he should do and that's why he doesn't play. So just throw the ball into his court a little bit more. Yeah. You think that's and I what think he's because he's here? new, it's a new relationship. It's not the Wenger where you've had years bet- you know, with each other and mm. won things and gone through things. I think you can do that in that situation because he hasn't really produced for you at the level that everybody's talking about and when you came to the football club and you know you've got a great player and you haven't seen it yet so you, it's a bit like okay either show me or if you're not then I'm, everybody can see it and then we'll have to deal with the situation whatever that, that may be hmm. it's a shame though because we'll be a shame if he leaves the football, football club Rob because he, yeah. he is a brilliant football and as you say listen we've toiled up and down midfields and kicked and clogged and, and he's an artist in there this guy's oh, really touch is. the way he plays everything's slower he sees passes I mean hmm. you know Top, top footballer, but just can't seem to get a run of games and any sort of match rhythm going. Uh, Chelsea's point of view, yeah. uh, again, another kind of pretty basic uh, return, 3-0 win, uh, good goals. A little bit of change in formation, not a little change in personnel that might just Hang give... on a minute, there's no change in formation. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Well, yeah, Come sorry. on. Ch- sorry, so- sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I've done you in there, yeah. 4-3-3, three, three, as yeah. we know. Sorry, boy. Different, a few different people. Different personnel. There you yeah. go. There yeah. you go, you're right. And I, and I quite liked it, by the way. I quite mm. like the right... I like the, four, the, the back four. I kind of want to see that. I want to see Christensen and Rudiger, David Luiz mm. and Marcus Alonso. I want to see Emerson, by the way. Alonso's yeah. been given enough chance. He doesn't defend yeah. properly uh, on de- situations one-on-one or he's, he's, he's team defending. Let's yeah. give Emerson a run. Yeah, so the players that were rested that I'm sure are going to be back in for Sunday's final against City in the League Cup final at mm. Wembley, uh, Hazard, Jorginho, David Luiz, uh, Marcus Alonso, Gonzalo Higuain and the goalkeeper Kepa. So I, they're going to play... But I just, you know what, I just enjoyed other players playing. I've got to be yeah. honest. I enjoyed watching Emerson. I enjoyed watching Christensen and, and Rudiger. For me, I'd have those two in for a little bit now. I, I'm not, I mean, Louise, I've really, I, I admire him as a footballer. But in a back four, it's, it's not working out. Mm. And I think, I think Christensen deserves, after having good chunks of season last year, and uh, Antonio Conte deserves a spot. I kind of like Kovacic in the holding role, by the way. He was in the um, Jorginho yeah, role. Yeah, he played yeah, nice with Kante and Barkley. He's, he's neat. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. decent on the ball. He's, a, he's got a bit more energy about him to, to do something defensively. Ross Barkley played with Angelo Conte in those the, yeah. the normal spots ahead of those two. Callum Hudson-Odoi played on the right-hand mm. side. Rob got his goal. The third goal yeah. to make it 3-0. Looked lively. bright. Looked lively. Yeah. Olivia Giroud played up front. William from the left-hand side. And as the game went on, we saw the subs come in. We saw Ampadu come in. We saw Loftus-Cheek. Yeah, yeah, and, and then, you know you know what? You're sort of thinking, this, you know, a little a little hint of the future, maybe, of, of the future Chelsea. Mm. Some of the younger players coming in now. And I, and I liked it. I liked Loftus-Cheek. I like Ampadu coming at right-back. Hudson Adoy, we know that Pulisic's going to go there and be a part of it. Yeah. Now, who knows who's going to be manager there? And it, it, it may be not Mauricio Sari, but the, at least the fans at Chelsea, at Stamford Bridge, are starting mm. to see some young players come in and look lively. And there will be a certain thought that Callum Hudson Adoy is knocking on the door now. He's knocking on the door to yeah. be a starting player in one of those wide spots. Now, but, again, <coughs> it, it will be um, Iguain and Azar, won't it? And probably yeah, William. Sure from the other side Probably. but yeah. I thought Hudson-Odoi had a, had a good game 
Yeah, and he got his goal, it'll do him a bit of confidence. It's just, and you mentioned a really important word that, that we know within football and dressing rooms and managers, trust. Naby Keita, is he getting the trust of your mm. club? How do these young players get the trust? How does Christensen get the trust of his man to go, mm. you know, David Luiz, I'm going to go with the kid. You know, Emerson, Ampadu, Hudson mm. Adoy, Pulisic coming into the football club. Because it always seems that William's easier choice. Brazilian international, score mm. good goals, got a track record. Ah, you know, Hudson Adoy, you sit on the bench, I'll go back to William. Somehow, yeah. somewhere, somebody's got to trust these kids and go with the trust a little bit and might have a little bit of up and down. Yeah. Eventually, you're going to get, in, in, in 18 months' time, you've got a top-class player who's mm. come through your ranks, who's now playing regularly and got the experience and starting to flourish. Do you think Chelsea fans... Are, gonna, are ready for, for that, Robert? Are they ready for watching some young players I that I might actually fail think to they start are, with? Rob, in, in a strange way, because um, Chelsea's a funny club, and, and listen, they'll tell, Chelsea fans will tell you more than you, you know, they've had the dark days before Abramovich, Abramovich comes in, it all gets mm. good, they got used to winning, they've won everything that, that's out there to, to, to win for, from Cups coming. I kind of feel like, I don't think they'd mind maybe not winning quite so much silverware. What, they it's saw, like a rebuild that's going to yeah, happen? Yeah, like a development and a rebuild. And there was, a, there was an eye to the future. And mm. we can see where we're going. I, I just feel that that might be what some Chelsea fans are looking at. Because I hear, you know, you, you go on the radios and the blogs and listen. You, you, people are, are calling out the Louises and the, the Alonzos and, and maybe the Jorginhos and people. And mm. is, Are they the guys who are going to take us to the next wave? You're looking at a two-year window maximum for some of these players, and then they're, they're going to be on on the, on the dip and on the way out. Now, if you're letting these kids go or not giving these kids the, the experience and playing time now, mm. it could become costly to Chelsea in, in the long run. Over the last decade, Rob, we've seen a lot of success for Chelsea Football Club, mm, and success. it's come on the back of some really good recruitment and yeah. some legendary players at the football club that have mm. now finished there. But the success has come from a brilliant squad of players. And it, when yeah. it wasn't going well for the manager, it's very quick. Listen, you're out. It's not working. Mm. Vidas Boas, out. Scari, out. Yeah. Certain, uh, and different guys have come in with this good squad and they've won. Is yeah. it a situation now at Chelsea where this squad now, like now, isn't capable of winning? So yeah. it's a different scenario. Yeah, Do correct. they need to stick with a manager correct. for a couple of years, two or three? Yeah. We've seen the building mm. at Liverpool. We've seen the building mm. at Man City now with guys being there yeah. for a little bit of time. Of course, Spurs with Pochettino. Did, did, do they Sometimes need that? And will a... they do that, Rob? Will they, will, they, will they go with that approach? History tells you no, but we've seen a great example of, 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 of Jose Mourinho, who was a Chelsea manager, at Manchester United with a group of players, and we start to question, are these players good enough? We see them in a different environment under a different mm. manager, and they start looking like the players we believe they were. The situation at Chelsea is, I don't think this group of players right. are, are yeah. good enough. It's a different situation. Yeah. The manager is... Get, so on this occasion, you've got to break up the squad and, and make some big decisions and give this guy the, the building blocks and the support to go and build you a team that then can compete again. Now, history would tell you, and the way that the management of this football club generally goes, it, they tend to go for the manager and say, you know what, I'll find another man who will get better or more out of this group of players. And I'm not saying somebody might not get a little bit more, but this group of players are not mm. winning a title as it stands. 
Let's swing it back then, Rob, on the back of that. So, you mm. know, we've wrapped up this game. Good to see some of the young players. Good yeah, free kick from yeah. Barkley. Hudson Dorr gets mm -hmm. his goal. Giroud does well in the game, generally 3-0. If we swing it back to last Monday, FA Cup, Chelsea nil, Man United 2. Now, we're going to swing back on, 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 on Sarri and what he did in this game uh, before looking ahead to the, the League Cup final. Um, so it's kind of a, a bigger Chelsea chat and a, and a Sarri chat. Yeah. That... that <laughs> That was disappointing, wasn't it, from Chelsea? Yeah. Disappointing Huge from game. Chelsea. Huge game. You know, Manchester United coming to town. You know, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer with his team flying. You kind of know. Mm. There was no Lingard. There was no Martial. So there was a thought that it was slightly weakened. United not quite the best mm. from the from the front. Lacks a little bit of maybe mm. the energy and the movement that caused people problems. And we saw we saw the kind of performance, Rob, that, that, that backs up my point about this group. That then they're not really up for it enough times. They're not really energised by these situations. Mm. It, it, it all looked a bit laborious, like it was a little bit hard work. And I'm afraid Manchester United came in and, and blew them away. Just blew them away. I, I think certain things are happening now, of course. You know, we all know that Sarri's getting, getting hammered, getting mm. a lot of stick for being predictable. 4-3-3. Three, three. Yeah. Certain players are playing in positions that, that, that that's not comfortable. It does... It has to concern you, Rob, as well as it definitely concerns me mm. of his stubborn, stubborn nature. Yeah. Now, yeah. The, what he's trying to do with his football, forget about who's playing there right now. Mm. I think, well, this is my opinion. I like a yeah. manager, if, if I'm going to watch a team or support a team, I like a manager yeah. that wants to be expansive, that wants to try and play a little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not saying that this is, is what I want to see, of course, the results of Chelsea right now. Yeah. But I want to see that. His stubbornness of sticking yeah. with David Luiz and Marcus Alonso and playing them expansive and the fullbacks are forward and trying yeah. to play and have yeah. the tilt of the balance of the team about football possession. And yeah. what I'm saying right now with this with the with the Sari style is his his demand and his need for possession right now, I'll tell you what the price is. The price is defensively there, there's too much space, they're too open because fullbacks are wide and high to possess. Mm -hmm. The price at the other end is that there's so many people that want to be in midfield, there's not enough people in the box. And even this game, the, the game against um, Malmo in the Thursday game, yeah. the Europa League game, yeah, Europa League. I still wrote down not enough guys in the box. So yes, they mm -hmm. can possess the ball for Chelsea and they can d yeah. dominate most teams in terms of possession. But the price yeah. for that is there's not enough people in the attacking box and they get yeah. caught out defensively. Now that situation is all about team balance and he's not changing that. And mm -hmm. I've got to, I'm a, I kind of like him. I, I'll, be, I'll yeah, be honest with yeah, everybody yeah. out there. I kind of like him. I like his honesty. I like the way he's trying to play football. But but there's got to be some sort of appreciation of opponents, of situations, mm. uh, and a need for something a little differently different mm. in certain yeah. games to see them through certain periods. Uh, you, you know that that's yeah, on uh -huh. him. That's on him. And I understand the frustration of same subs, same system, yeah. same yeah. players playing out of position. Um, I, that that's going to be his downfall, Rob. I don't disagree with, with, with virtually everything you say there. There's an inflexibility about him right. that borders on stubbornness. Yes, that may stubborn. lose it. That may lose him his job. That I think, in terms of coach, he might be the right man at the wrong time for Chelsea. Because I think it, that, that these, there, is a, there is a good coach there who will play the kind of football Chelsea wants, the kind of football that can can win things. 
but it, he he's so wedded, he's so fixed to this system, he's so fixed to the way that things are. It might have been successful in, in Italian football, but when you've been hunted down by Premier League teams, when you've been drawn and pressed and counter-pressed in, in the manner that the game's played here, he doesn't do that. The the, the, the other thing, and, and you make, made a, a great point about it, and, and, and it's Jose Mourinho, when he first came to um, Chelsea, played the 4-3-3 and he had the Makaleli and he had Essie and he had Lampard. And Lampard was basically an auxiliary striker. I mean, he had mm. his midfield duties, but Rob, mm. he got in the box. I used to go to Chelsea mm. regularly and watch the games, and just as a midfield player, Frank Lampard made run after run, right. like you said, and got in the box, fed off the front man, made mm. near post runs, edge of the box, cutbacks, all those things. Chelsea haven't got one of them players in no. their ranks. No. They haven't got So in that system that you're playing, when you're relying on one strike who isn't yeah. overly quick at the moment, who can yeah. be marked. Two wide players who all want to play combination football and, and yeah. one-twos and, and come from out wing. Yeah. You've got to have a central pivot who should be getting your 15 goals. Frank Lampard would be sitting on 25 goals a season if he played in this team, making those runs, if they got the deliveries in the box. And, and, and what a point to make when the result of this game was United's two central midfield yeah, players, yeah. Paul Bogba and Ander Herrera, mm. getting Correct. forward to score goals. It's exactly right. It's exactly on the point I made earlier about not enough people in the attacking mm. field because those three players, Kovacic, Jorginho and Kante, they're, they're in midfield, Rob. They're behind the ball. So yeah. they're not going ahead of the ball. And one of them in a three can get ahead of the ball because there's two there that can, mm. that can mop Absolutely. up any kind of yeah. counter-attack. What are you protecting? What and that's, protecting? that's why they, they just don't look like scoring. And, you know, just going back on sorry, Rob. Now, some out there would argue that, you know what, he needs time. He needs to bring in some yeah. of his own players. Yeah. Is is that enough of a reason to give him any kind of chance of staying on, or does the stubbornness, the inflexibility, mean that even if he has a bunch of better players playing, he's still yeah. going to give a problem to developing this team? Probably that's the, the latter. That's I, the I, call. Yeah, it's, a t- it's a tough call. Whether I he t- stays t- or not, I tell you what would, and, and, and this is where I think he would get a little bit more grace if he if he bloodied a few of those young players as well because yeah. guess what fans will give you a little bit more time will be a little bit more considerate because you, you're blooding people in and they know they're not quite ready we know we're not top class but I'm getting them the experience in a, in a, in a season when they ain't going to win titles if you get somebody like Hudson Adoy or Empadu or Rob, um, Loftus-Cheek 25 Premier League goals, 25 Premier League games this season. He's in better shape for the start of next season. And now, eventually, sooner or later, they, they become regular players. But it, it, it's funny, Rob, because a lot's being said of, uh, from other people about Mauricio Sorry. But he was quite interesting after the FA Cup defeat against Manchester United when he was asked about his position at the football club. I have to think that uh, I will be the manager of Chelsea for uh, a long time, otherwise I cannot work. I can uh, understand very well uh, the, the, the frustration of our uh, fans, because uh, they are used to win. We are trying to, to solve our problems. Uh, it's not easy, because uh, on the pitch uh, we have no time at the moment, but uh, we are trying to talk with the players, we are uh, trying to avoid some mistakes. Interesting, Rob, because um, mm. I could throw that straight back at him. The, <laughs> the guy on the other bench in this game, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, has got yeah. no guarantee that he's going to be there for a long time. Yeah. And yet he's doing a great job. And, he, and, he, and he's tactically flexible. And just quickly on United in this game, Rob, 
well done, Oligon and Solskjaer again. Yeah. Four, uh, four, four, two with a diamond. Rashford mm. with Lukaku and one matter in the hole yeah. around Jorginho. So he has shown us in the Spurs game, particularly where I think his tactics kind of won in the Excellent. game, yeah. of, 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 of that weakness of Spurs in those full-back areas. And this one, I mean, less less kind of, I mean, but but still different. Like, well, like yeah. fair play to be different and to change things. Now, <laughs> Sari says he needs to know, needs to know that he's going to be there for a long time. Solskjaer doesn't, and he still made alterations. So, you know, it, it's it, he's making it almost untenable by being mm. so stubborn and inflexible. Try Kante alongside Jorginho, yeah, a four-two-three-one or, or something yeah. different, but he won't. And with 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 the amount of players that are not suitable for this style, with Davo Luiz, Marcus Alonso, and Golo Kante in that spot. Um, it's making it like wow, you 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 you're stitching yourself up here, and and I'm I, I'm disappointed because I like what he's trying to do, but that inflexibility, we'll yeah. see. I mean, we'll look ahead quickly to the to the cup final on Sunday, Rob. I mean that that could that could determine if it, if it gets everything. ugly. If it gets ugly, right? If it gets ugly like we've seen yeah. before. Now we're in problems. Yeah. In, in it, with the world's eyes on, on them, in, in a showpiece final at Wembley, if that gets ugly, yeah. we could have, we could have a, yeah. an announcement on Monday morning. And, and, and the line where he, you know, the line of uh, wants to be here, I think he'd be manager for Chelsea for a long time, you know, sitting on his hands, crossing his fingers and his nose is starting to grow low. I mean, the managers don't get, unless you pet probably and, and, and Jurgen Klopp, uh, maybe potch at the top. Who, who gets a long time? Who's there to say? Listen, look at Paul Claude Puel. He, game by game, he, he's been yeah. being assessed and, and looked at and talked about and whether he's going to be in a job. You I mean you you have to get on it, and you're right. If Chelsea aren't going to finish in the top four th- this year, and the way Man United are going and, and Chelsea's inconsistent form, that doesn't look. Chelsea should be using this as a finding out season for the manager and the players. So when they start next season kicked off, they're in a better position and they know what they've got. And in any manager at any club over any period of time, you've got to see improvement. You've got to see yeah, development. Yeah. You've got to see learning. And, and, and sadly for mm. Chelsea, it started off so good. It's gone the other way, yeah. It's going the other way where it's mm. getting worse. And yeah. the, the conversation we had, Rob, about three weeks ago was about, wow, these players... That he can't motivate them. Yeah, this is the third manager in a spin now, and I, there's absolutely something in that. There's absolutely something in that. There just yeah. is. But yeah. because of his decisions and, and, and recent weeks, the focus now is like, wow, yeah, mm. that might be something. But but wow, your teams, your subs, mm. the the lack of numbers in the in the box, the openness at the back. You get. I mean, he's taking it away from that yeah, argument, Rob, absolutely. to an argument now where I'm thinking, wow, mm. you can't keep, you can't continue this way. No. Um, and expect to, 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 to not get hammered in certain segments of the media and from his fans. And who knows what the players are thinking right now. But yeah. listen, this is it for him. The next couple of yeah. weeks, he's got this he's cup got, final. He's got he's a got fight Spurs. from here until yeah. the end of the season, Rob. Absolute fight uh, for his job and, and to, to keep the players on side, keep performing and just keep challenging for that fourth spot. Uh, Manchester United obviously have it. One more huge game this weekend yeah. from maybe Liverpool's point of view and certainly the fans, for them, probably bigger than the League Cup final, Chelsea-Man City. Manchester United hosting Liverpool. It's Liverpool's kind of game to, to make up. There's the spare game they've got on, on Manchester City. So they go three points top of the table with a win. Mm. This is it, Robin. This is where we start coming down <laughs> to 
<laughs> are Liverpool good enough? Or can they put this thing together for a season and win a title? Well, it's gonna it's gonna mean a lot, isn't it? In terms of of their psyche, in terms of mm. momentum, in terms of belief in everything, if they can find a way to win the game. Um, what is it? Tuesday, Tuesday till Sunday. Yeah. In terms of recovery, that's good. That that's good in terms yeah, of how they'll be enough, feeling yeah. um, for the match. I, I think there's so many fascinating matchups, so many fascinating angles tactically. What we might see from Oligan and Solskjaer, the fascinating the three men midfield of both yeah. teams, how oh. that might shape up um, yeah. defensively. I yeah. think that Liverpool are better than Man United, um, yeah. and given those front three forwards of Liverpool and what they can do against the Man United side that that I suspect will try and play. They'll try and get on the front foot. They'll try and make it a high-tempo game. Mm. Um, It's fascinating in terms of what they'll do. Um, I still think, given the the likely lineups, I just just fancy Liverpool, Rob, because of that. The threat uh, in different ways of them scoring with those front players, and in particular Mm -hmm. Mo Salah and Sadio Mane, who's finding form at the moment. Um, it's it's just the midfield conundrum of does Pogba hurt Liverpool with his runs forward yeah. or does he hurt United with his, yeah. his sometimes lack of defensive shape that can enable Liverpool to control midfield which then feeds the ball forward to those front players that can do damage mm-hmm. against, in my opinion, a weaker a back four. That's where they get joy. I think the Pogba th- yeah. situation in midfield is, is absolutely Key. critical. Yeah. Absolutely, and, and whether we saw against PSG when, when Pogba can't influence games in the way he'd like to, Matic and Herrera are not quite uh, as bullish in the games when you see like at Chelsea and when we've seen the best of Pogba, Matic and Herrera have been outstanding, making sure they do the extra yards and, and filling the holes when he's not there because they're allowing him to do what he does at the other end of the pitch. I, I think, as you, as you say, I think it's a key area of the pitch. I, I agree again. I think. Defensively, Liverpool are better. Statistically, I think there's 20 goals fewer than, than Manchester United. From a attacking point of view, what we see, what we're likely to see, although there was, I've read today that there is a chance Lingard and Martial are, are possibly back in training, could be part of the squad, so mm. we'll have to see how, how that plays out. Yeah. But Liverpool's front three have probably got the edge. Mm. For that reason, I probably think Man United will do it. He's <laughs> just one of those. Uh, so, this, this game's huge for, for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in that. You talked about tactically, he's shown us in yeah. three or four games now that he's got flexibility, that he uses his team well, that they understand. They've, they'll have a, they've had a period of, of time where they, they can work as, as well uh, this week on, on the training ground. He's looked at teams. He, I'm sure he'd have looked at Bayern Munich, see how they, they've stopped Salah and Mane in the wide areas. Yeah. This game could have a big bearing on whether Solskjaer is the Manchester United manager or not. I'm not saying by any means he wins a game, he gets a job, he loses a game, he doesn't. Mm. But these are the kind of games against the best teams in the league. If he comes good, mm. it doesn't half help his case when they sit down in the, in the summer and they look back on, on the, the games that, from when he's taken over. And on big days, he's generally come up trumps. Yeah, it's for me... I, I would be more impressed. I think I think motivation is going to take care of itself. It's such yeah, a big yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know that. Mm. If he does something smart again, 
where he finds mm. a way to nullify yeah. Liverpool and yeah. in some ways outcoach Jurgen Klopp and win mm-hmm. the game. Yeah, that that's impressive. Now we're talking, aren't we? And, yeah. I, and I'm not sure. You know, I think between the between Michael Carrick and Mickey Feelin and yeah, Solskjaer, I, th- I, th- I really smart, do think he? it's a team, yeah, and I think smart. they're all comfortable suggesting ideas, suggesting plans. Michael Carrick, you know, recently retired. You know, he, he, he gets it right now, what's going on in yeah. key areas in the field. He's a smart guy. I think between yeah. the three of them, if they come up mm. with a plan that, yeah. that we say, wow, like the fullbacks never got forward, never allow Liverpool to get in. Yeah. You know, what, whatever they do in terms of front players, whether it's uh, mm. Lukaku, it's two up front or different systems and stuff that will be fascinating. If he finds a way to be smart and win this game, then more and more and more people will say, wow, yeah. this guy's not just the former Liverpool legend that's come back and put a smile on faces. He's yeah. actually with his team, yeah. a smart coaching team that can, that can work with this group, motivate them and probably most importantly, be smart at how they, um, they, they, they get their tactics together. Yeah. In big games. And, and, and let me throw one more at you as, as you were saying that I'm saying, okay, the back four, back five with the goalkeeper, off you go with Mickey Phelan. The midfield three about your shape and your defence yeah. and that. Go and work with Michael Carrick. Mm. The front three guys or the front four guys, how are we going to play? You're going to work with Ole Gunnar. So, I mean, they, 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 collectively, yeah. it looks good. Individually, there's people who've been there, who, who know it, who can talk them through. Feelings, experience as a, as a player, a coach and a manager. Carrick's sort of respecting the dressing room, what he's done on the pitch. He's been a winner at the football club and Solskjaer doing his thing. There's just... Lots of good reasons. And as you say, it's about showing that he can pick the right team, he can pick the right tactics, and he can go mm. toe-to-toe with the best in the league. Because, by the way, and I'm glad Jose Mourinho is going to be nowhere near this game because it's oh. a game we can come back to enjoying where he stank the place out the last few times yeah. these two have played. It hasn't felt like Liverpool, mm. Manchester United. It felt a bit more like Burnley v Newcastle when, when Jose was involved. But yeah. it, it just gives, gets a sense that if you pick, Oli can pick the right team, he can pick mm. the right tactics, and he can win against the best teams uh, in the league. Doesn't off give him a chance. But another great one to look forward to, mate. Sunday can't wait for that. So that's it from us on a busy European week as ever. We always want to hear from you, our listeners. So download the two Robbies on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think. Rate and review the show and tell us where and how we can get better. So in a midweek with some really interesting European matchups, Liverpool have work to do in Munich, Man City should be okay on return to Manchester while Arsenal and Chelsea keep Europa and Champions League hopes alive look out for our next podcast Sunday the 24th after Manchester United face off with Liverpool and we'll know who's won the League Cup between Man City and Chelsea. For now I'm Earl, he's Musto together with the two Robbies, thanks for listening and it's a good night from me, good night from him good Good night. night Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 